Well, here we are. So, welcome to the live Poison Ivy identification presentation. I'm just checking it on my phone real quick to make sure we got good audio. And then it looks like we do. So I can see all your comments down below. I can't see who's in the chat at the moment. Um, but leave me a comment. How are you guys today? Everything going well? You guys doing well out there? I'm excited to do this presentation. But yeah. And then I do have another quick thing to ask you. When you sign in and you're viewing this, what is a better view? And I'm going to put the presentation up. Is this view better? So view one or view two? What do you prefer? Go back through, get the slide one. If you're out there, leave me a comment. Let me know. View two. So this view right here, Rob. Looks like it's this view. Okay. Well, then, I guess we should get started. So if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Austin Douglas, and I am the owner of Ditch the Itch, Poison Ivy, and Mosquito Control Services here in Goodrich, Michigan. And I have been in the poison ivy remediation industry for about 10 years. Um, I think this will be year 10, actually. So it's it's pretty exciting uh, to be able to share this. You know, in 10 years of walking through and jungles and oceans of poison ivy, I've learned quite a few tricks on how to identify this plant. And for the most part, it's very difficult to actually identify this plant. Um, and we'll get into why that is. It's because our we're trained to see symmetry. And for the most part, this plant is asymmetrical. So let's uh, dive right in. Okay. Oh, yeah. About me, my background. So I'm a commercial uh, certified pesticide applicator here in Michigan. Again, nine going on 10 years. Um, been in the poison ivy remediation business for quite some time. I'm also an ISA certified arborist a tree care industry plant health care technician. That's a lot to say. And then a tree care industry association, tree care specialist. And I've learned a lot about trees, um, trees and shrubs in particular, because I used to work at the largest nursery in Southeast Michigan. And during my time there, I would actually uh, pot around 40 to 50,000 shrubs every year and about 10 to 20,000 trees every year. It really depended on the year based on the inventory that we had from the previous year versus what we needed and what they felt like the demand was going to be. But I got to experience a lot with younger trees, and now I'm starting to use my knowledge my knowledge base of what I learned there and start to apply it to larger trees. So, yeah, let's go to the next one. So right now, this is the current state of poison ivy. It's... uh. It's not much. It's a bunch of sticks in the ground poking out. Okay, I took this picture this morning. And as you can see, there's no leaves. It's very difficult to identify poison ivy at this stage. And even right now, these stems could still give you poison ivy. Um, the entire plant has arushiol oil in it. 
And so right now, an easy way to kind of identify this from a distance is if you see a bunch of sticks coming out of the ground and they're all relatively at the same level, more than likely it's a ground cover. And then we'll get into the details of how you can spot it's poison ivy. But if you know there's a ground cover, okay, your alarm system should be going off in your head saying, okay, this might be poison ivy, right? So we'll go on to the next one. This slide right here is an up close picture. And what we can see on these stems is you'll see the nodes. And if you look really closely, they're alternating. And so what does that mean? We have a node or a bud on one side, the stem grows up, and then we have a node or a bud on the other side. And so it'll alternate all across. There's only, I think, um, like four real varieties of trees that are not alternating. Those are maples, ashes, dogwoods, and horse chestnuts. Most everything else is alternating. Um, take a look at the bark. The bark is kind of like a grayish brown color. And it's it's pretty distinguishable. When you get into this point, you'd want to be looking for that alternating pattern. And then you want to be looking at the root system so you can see if there's any uh, really wispy, fibrous roots. When you see those, it's a pretty good chance it's poison ivy. And the root system can be like an orangish color, a grayish color. It really depends on soils, textures, things like that. But this was um, a large poison ivy vine that I saw the other day. We were actually having dinner at a friend's house just down the road. We just had dinner with him tonight. And this is right across the street from his house. This is not a client of mine. I have not taken care of this tree. But you can see this thing is pretty gnarly. So what's the dead giveaway that it's poison ivy? Well, if we look at the tree and we look at these vines, look at the more uh, zoomed in photo, you'll see the vine climbing up. But then what you really want to pay attention to is that the branches are coming out and they're extending. Okay. And if we look at the more zoomed out picture, you'll see that it has like this pyramidal branching structure going all the way up the tree. So that is indicative of poison ivy. It's one of the few vines out there that will actually branch out. And it makes sense because of its Latin name. Its Latin name is Toxicodendron radicans. And Toxicodendron literally means a toxic tree. And we're going to see this exact same vine in full foliage in summer later on in the presentation. But you'll see what I mean when it looks like a tree. It's utilizing the scot pine to grow up it, and then it's branching out so it can seed down below it. And this vine, <laughs> these, these vines are probably producing a ton of seeds, and the birds probably love it, and it's, it's super healthy. You know, I'm surprised I haven't gotten a call from this client, to be honest. But that's, that's a pretty gnarly uh, tree and how many vines and branches and all of that that you see is poison ivy that's growing up at the vines that are growing up at Um. Yeah. So if you ever see this right now, right now would be a good time to visualize this. If you see brand, if you see vines climbing up a tree and they're branching out, it's a very good indicator that it's poison ivy. Okay. At least here in Michigan, the Midwest, I don't, this is what it's going to look like in probably three to four weeks, maybe less. It really depends on the weather. So if you, any of you are from the South, you know, we're talking probably Kentucky down below us, Kentucky or further South than that. It's going to be further along. You might already be at this stage. You might be even past this stage. But here in Michigan, we're going to be at the stage in probably three to four weeks. And what happens? Okay, so we have the first leaf emergence. The first leaf emergence, they're going to come out. They're going to have these reddish, 
yellow, kind of green leaves that pop out. And that's just because they're so young that they they haven't developed, they don't have enough chlorophyll to be green at this point. And so they're just coming out, they're starting to develop, they're changing their properties, and they get this reddish look. They're also very shiny because they have a protective waxy layer over them. A lot of people think that that's the oil, but it's actually just uh, the wax that it's producing to protect itself from insects, diseases, things like that. And so this is what's going to look like. Again, if you look at this vine, um, the picture on the left shows a little bit better, the more zoomed out one. Um, you're going to see we have that alternating pattern. So the vine grows up, it shoots out, grows up a little bit more, and it shoots out another node or branch. Uh, another thing to take a look at would be the aerial roots. So if you look, um, let's see, the top node, the one that the leaf is just barely coming out, if you look up from that on the left, you'll see a bunch of aerial roots. Now, those aerial roots are what poison ivy uses to latch onto trees, buildings, uh, fences. I mean, you name it. That's what it uses to latch onto things and grow up them. So that's pretty good. This is where we're going. And then we're going to get into more in-depth what it looks like in the summer. But this is the next stage here in Michigan, the Midwest, that we're going to be looking for. And if you guys have any questions, if you need me to slow down, explain things, by all means, put it in the comments down below and I will look at it and we'll adjust it. So then this is the stage just beyond that, right? This is actually that same ground cover that we saw in the very beginning that was just sticks and these leaves are finally coming out, okay? And if we look at these leaves, you're going to notice something rather quickly. They're all in different stages. You're going to see some down in the bottom left corner that they're barely coming out of that stem. And then in the center of the picture, we're going to see some leaves that are more advanced. Okay. We also have some on the bottom right corner that they're kind of in between. But the big picture on how to identify poison ivy in this situation is to look at the irregularities. So normally we, we people, we humans, we like symmetry. You know, we build a lot of stuff in perfect symmetry or close to perfect symmetry because that's what we like. That's what we find attractive. And a lot of plants out there in the plant kingdom, they have that perfect symmetry or really close to perfect symmetry. So poison ivy breaks the rule and it breaks the rule in a couple ways. Normally, plants will have the same pattern on every single leaf. So that'll mean they'll have the same lobes or the same serrations. They'll be the same sizes, same locations. You could take a leaf, fold it over, and it would line right up. Well, poison ivy does not. And if you look at, uh, let's see here, we have the center leaf that's just above these red leaves. I wish I had a laser pointer on this thing. It'd make it a lot easier to point this out. But we have the center leaf here, the larger green leaf. We have multiple large lobes on the two leaves that are aiming out like this. But then we also have a small notch on the leaf on the right, and it's actually right on a large lobe. But then if we look on the leaf on the left, we don't see that. And then let's take this a step further. Okay, I told you that they don't follow the same pattern. If we go back to the back left portion of the screen and we look at that lush green leaf, it has one large lobe on the back two leaves, and that's it. And so right there is that pattern that you need to know and that you need to drive into your mind that you're looking for an irregularity. You're looking for a lack of a pattern 
and asymmetry. And that's going to be the premises of really this entire presentation is demonstrating that and showing that to you. Because like I said, most, most plants, you could fold right over and they will line right up as far as their notches go. Okay. Ooh, look at that one. This is a client of mine. Um, nasty looking poison ivy right there. But what I wanted to use this picture for was to show you the aerial roots. Like I said, what it uses to latch onto buildings and crawl up buildings. This vine right here is extremely hairy. It has a lot of aerial roots. It's climbing up that building. Um, honestly, this could have been prevented had somebody weed whacked a little bit closer to the building when this plant was this big. It would have stopped this entire thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what I wanted to show you was kind of what this can become and how to prevent it. Just a little bit of weed whacking, a little bit tighter. I see this all the time on utility poles. And so if, if we as lawn care landscapers, if we can weed whack a little bit closer to those poles, we can eliminate a lot of this issue. But you'll see a, this is a super prime example of extremely hairy rhizomes, rhizomes, hairy aerial roots. And then right here, we have poison ivy that's in three different stages. So we've already seen the picture on the very left. Now we have the picture in the center here. The picture in the center and the picture on the right, what do you notice that's a different? Okay. You're going to notice that the one on the right, the very far right, the one that's got a little bit of yellow in it, that one has a lot of rounded leaves. They don't have a lot of lobes, you know, compared to the one on the very left, the younger leaf, you'll notice that that has a lot of lobes. Okay. So right there, again, it does not follow the same pattern. Every single set of three leaflets will look different. And then we look at the one in the center. Well, that one looks different than both the two on each side, right? It has a different amount of leaflets, different amount of lobes. And another thing I wanted to just show is that look at the difference in color. Okay, so we have early season where we have this kind of a pale green, reddish color, a little bit of orange, maybe a little bit of yellow to this lush lime green. And then we have this dark green with some yellows and some ambers, you know, it can look in all sorts of different colors. For the most part, in the growing season, it's going to be dark green to lime green. Um, but it will be that reddish color in the beginning of the year. And then also it, when it autumns, it turns reds, yellows, oranges, things like that. But that's kind of what this whole slide was for, was just to show you the difference in what they can look, the difference in the lobes, the difference in the asymmetry and the fact that they're not following a pattern. And then this picture, this is all lush, dark green poison ivy. This was in Clarkston, Michigan, actually. I'm going to get a drink of some coffee before we continue. But this was in Clarkston, Michigan. And if you really study this picture, you'll see that almost every single set of three leaves has different amount of lobes, different size lobes, different amount of notches. Every single one of them looks different. And that's, again, that's the key point, right? So, and then actually, if you look in this, if you follow the mailbox on the right side, all the way back, a little bit to the right, you're going to see a lime green leaf sticking out there. My best guess is that's probably new growth that's coming off of one of these plants. And it just hasn't filled out and gotten enough chlorophyll. This was in a really shaded area. And... That's why I think it was in such a dark green state was just because 
it's it doesn't need to use as much chlorophyll and so it can be lush dark green whereas if you get into a full sun situation they could be more lime green or yellow but then here we go again the premise of this is just to help you learn to identify poison ivy every single one of these pictures i've taken um and they all look different so we look at the picture on the right we have these more rounded leaves that are kind of cupping down uh, the lobes and the notches, they don't really line up, right? If we look at this, there's a lime green leaf just above my logo. And if we look, there's two notches, but they're offset like this. And so if you were to fold it over on each other, they would not line up. Same thing, if we look at the uh, picture on the left, we're going to see that that plant, very lime green, not very dark green at all. It has different size lobes, different size notches, different amount of notches. And that plant on the left compared to that cluster of plants on the right looks very different, right? The one on the right has very wide looking leaves and the one on the left has a very narrow looking leaf. And that's common. Poison ivy can ha have narrow leaves. It can have fat, large, wide leaves. They can resemble oak leaves. I mean, they can really do a lot of stuff. It's amazing how different this plant can look. So let's carry on. Oh, and by the way, on the bottom of that picture on the left, there's actually some Virginia creeper there. And so that's a five leaf plant and it's just hanging out there. They grow in the same spots. So again, here we have two pictures. The, these plants are growing on the exact same tree and they look completely different. The main center leaf in the left-hand picture is more rounded, very few lobes, very few notches. And then the center leaf on the picture on the right, that has deep lobes, deep notches, and it almost resembles an oak leaf, like a white oak, where it has those big round lobes that are in the leaf. And so again, you're not, you're not looking for the same leaf every time. You're looking for the irregularity, the asymmetry, and the lack of a pattern. And then again, the picture on the right shows it a little bit better than the one on the left, but that shows uh, the alternating pattern, as well as the uh, aerial roots growing up on that, and it's latching onto the tree. And if we look at that vine, there's a lot less aerial roots than what was on the picture that was growing up the house, right? My thought with that is that the plant produces more aerial roots when it really needs them to latch onto something. Like that was a wooden board house, and so there really wasn't much to latch onto. Whereas on the tree, it can at least find bark and crevices that it can grow up. And so I think that's a pretty good indicator. You know, if it has a lot or it doesn't, that's why. But either way, it can have a ton of aerial roots or it can have very little. It really, it all depends. Okay. Here we have some poison ivy seedlings. So even in this stage, these plants are still super toxic. Okay. A plant this size, and you can look on the... You know, I mean, we're talking about the size of a piece of bark mulch or a size of a helicopter, a Samara from a, a maple tree. You know, even at that size, that plant can still cause misery, pain. It can give you a major rash. It can hospitalize you even at that size. It just depends on your how allergic you are to Arushiol oil. And that's why I really wanted to show you some seedlings, because if you can identify the seedlings, you're going to be much better if you're working out there in your property. And so 
If we look at these, the seedling on the right, right in front of that helicopter, or right behind that helicopter, I should say, um, the notches, again, they don't line up. They only have one little notch on the back two leaves. And if we look at the picture in the center, we'll notice that, that has multiple notches or lobes on that leaf. And, you know, again, even as a seedling, they look different. But they will always come out of the seed with two sets of three leaves, three leaflets, right? The one on the, the left, that one is, you know, you probably can't see the second set of three leaves. It's probably behind it, but it's there. You know, the one, the picture on the very right is typically how they're emerged and they come out with two sets. Even at those two sets, they're still going to be alternating. They're going to have a leaf right here. Then they're going to have a leaf right here. So it's, uh, it's pretty wild to see these little seedlings and think that, you know, they can cause a bunch of nasty rashes and whatnot, but they can just as much as the plants that were growing up on that house. Here's some more seedlings. Um, they're kind of hard because it, for the presentation, the pictures had to be a little bit distorted to fill up the screen. But, I mean, they they just line the ground like that. And this was underneath a large mature vine that had been seeding this area for quite some time. So it makes sense. That there's going to be a lot of seeds in the ground. They're going to germinate and it's going to be a carpet of nothing but poison ivy. This right here is a poison ivy vine that I had the pleasure of cutting and killing. This thing, no joke, was bigger than a softball around. It was gigantic. I actually counted the rings on this, and I lost count at a, in between like 40 and 50. So it was a very, very old vine. This was over in Byron Center, Michigan. And what you're seeing there, that black oil, that is all the arushiol oil that can cause contact dermatitis. And it's, it's not good stuff. Okay. All of that is super toxic. Anybody with a, uh, a very large allergic reaction to poison ivy, if they touch that, they'd be in trouble just flat out. But on this one, I also want to show you, you know, you see the aerial roots on the left side of that vine, the little wispy hairs. That's an indicator that it's poison ivy. Another thing is if you look down in, in the depth of this picture at the very bottom of the screen, you'll see the sawdust for me cutting the vine. But then you'll also see little black blotches all along that. That's because poison ivy uses arushiol to seal itself. So if there's damage from a bird or an animal of any kind and they let, and they get damaged, they release this oil and it's a sealant. And so it sealed itself before from damage from something, whatever. And that's an indicator when you're walking up to a vine, you know, say we look at that vine you know, in earlier in the presentation that was all bare, but there's branches. If you walked up to it, more than likely you would see some damage somewhere and you're going to see black. And that's an indicator that it's a ruchiol oil that sealed itself and that's poison ivy. Same thing with the ground cover. If you examine ground cover enough, you'll see black oil coming out from some beetle or bug or grub that's damaged it and it's trying to heal itself. Here's that same vine on the right. That thing was brutal. Um, you know, a saws offer comparison and then a little spray bottle for some comparison. That thing was gnarly. It probably killed that tree, to be honest. Um, but then how did that vine get to be that big? Well, it started like the vine on the left side. And that's a very, very small, thin, wispy vine. You wouldn't think much of it. And 
we look at it, we see the alternating pattern. This is up against a spruce tree on the left. And we see those aerial roots, those nodes. And so we know, right? Something that small can become that big and cause a whole lot of misery. Now the vine on the left, that is not mature enough to produce seeds. So it's not gonna produce seeds. You could let it go for a few years before it starts to, probably three or four more years, but then it will mature enough to produce seeds. The vine on the right was producing thousands of seeds, right? And if we look, the bark, it's almost like a, an elephant skin. There's not a lot of hairs like we saw in that house growing. It's relatively smooth. And so it's really interesting that they can have a lot of aerial roots to grow up something, and then they mature to a very, very mature age, and they really don't need any of them. So it's it's flexible in what it can do. Okay. So the vine structure, we already kind of discussed that. The vine grows up, and then as it matures, it branches out, and it creates a pyramidal shape. It will be the only vine that I know of in the Midwest that actually branches out and creates almost like tree branches. Um, same thing with aerial roots, different sizes. Uh, poison ivy's poison ivy's aerial roots, in my opinion, are the texture, the feeling, and the look, very similar to horse hair. And I've been around horses. I don't know if you have, but if you haven't, go see one. Go look at that. You're going to touch it and feel it. They're pretty coarse. They're a lot coarser than human hair. Whereas Virginia creeper, which is a lookalike, kind of grows in the same areas. It's a ground cover. It's a vine. Uh, those will actually be thicker, like multiple millimeters thick. And that's one way to tell it. Also, you know, poison ivy is a parasitic plant. So if it's climbing up a tree or a shrub, what it's trying to do is take over that tree and shrub and kill it. Okay. So again, I told you we were going to see this thing, lush green. Well, the center is what it looks like as of this morning. The two pictures on the opposite sides, on the left and on the right, that's what it looks like in the middle of August. It looks like a tree. It really does. If That's why I kind of cut it off on the picture on the right here. Um, I cut off that pine tree because if you were looking at this, you would think that that was a full-blown tree. And it's all poison ivy, 100% of it. And that's the structure that we're looking for. Okay, as a mature vine, when you're walking through the woods or you're scouting your properties, you want to look for that pattern. Now, when they're younger, you're not going to see that pattern. Okay, it's going to be, like I said, that, that spruce picture we saw, a very thin vine that's just growing up. Or maybe early in the presentation when we saw the, the maple tree that had that small vine with the reddish leaves just emerging. That's where you're going to see you know, just barely branching out, not extending out like a tree, but it's going to, it's going to eventually do this. Here's a quick comparison on poison ivy and Virginia creeper. Virginia creeper, in my opinion, it creates a sweater. It hugs a tree as it grows up it. This is one of those things that, you know, a lot of people ask me about Virginia creeper and poison ivy. A lot of people get confused on them from a distance. This is how you tell. Poison ivy on the left will branch out like a tree as it matures, whereas Virginia creeper on the right will hug a tree, create a sweater, and just grow up it. Eventually, the Virginia creeper will grow out on the branches and it'll start to dangle, but it's not going to create thick tree-like branches. It's just going to vine out and, and do its thing and wrap around a tree. So poison ivy flowers. 
they're pretty cool, to be honest. Um, the bees love them. I've been underneath the poison ivy vine when it was all in flower, and the bees were just on it, and you could just hear this humming sound like it's pretty wicked. Um, they typically bloom in mid-June here in the Midwest. They can be like a creamy color to a yellow color. Um, and they're tucked underneath the leaves. So if this is a poison ivy, well, this is a better example. If this is a poison ivy leaf, the uh, seeds would be dangling or the flowers would be dangling back here. Okay. Um, as far as the seed producers, only female vines produce seeds. Male vines do not. They pollinate the females. And those are the wonderful poison ivy flowers that produce so many seeds. And so we have these creamy yellowish flowers that are just hanging out underneath the leaves. And then on the right side, we have like an earlier stage before it turned into those flowers. These are just the buds that are just barely coming out. And they're just hanging out, tucked in underneath those leaves. I think the leaves protect them for the most part from, uh, you know, rain or sun affecting their pollen. That's what I really think they're doing. And then we see another vine in the background, not too many aerial roots, but it is latching on in between that bark. That's very common. Again, we see that this is branching out away from the tree, so it's mature enough to do that. Also in these pictures, we see various leaves with different patterns. So there's a leaf on the right, kind of at the very bottom, that's relatively round. You don't see too many lobes or notches. And then on the left side, we see multiple lobes, multiple notches, different size notches. And so again, we're I'm going to drive that home. You're looking for an irregularity in the lobes, lobe sizes. There's no pattern amongst other leaves, things like that. All right. Most common lookalikes. The most common lookalikes that I, I hear of in my service business would be box elder, Virginia creeper and Boston Ivy. And probably number one is going to be box elder, especially when they're young little seedlings. And they do look pretty similar. I'm not going to lie, but because box elder is a maple, those leaves will come off the stem at the same point, right? They're not going to be alternating. They're going to be uh symmetrical. They're going to, what is that? I'm blanking on a word right now. But they're going to come off the leaf at the same point. Compound, is that it? I think it's compound. But Virginia creeper, it can look like poison ivy when it's younger. It will have three leaves. And then as it matures, it'll acquire four and five little leaflets per leaf. And then Boston ivy is kind of a weird one. It'll, uh, it'll have three leaflets, and then it will eventually turn into one, which is really wild that it does that. And I think that depends on age, too. Some additional lookalikes that we're not going to cover are bishop's weed, uh, maple seedlings, and then grape, which I've had people confuse poison ivy with grape before. But before we continue with the presentation, so this is poison ivy versus box elder. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I like passionate people. It was funny today. I was uh, I was driving and I was stuck in. Uh, it was, a, it was a construction site. And this guy, you know, like the flaggers that are turning the, the stop sign and slow. He was just dancing, having a great old time. It's like, man, that guy is loving life today. And so it just made me, uh, you know, you got to love life, right? 
even if you're a nerd about poison ivy like me. So on the left here, we have poison ivy. Brutal job. This was down in Troy, and that was not fun. Um, <laughs> not fun at all. But just imagine being the utility guy, going to that utility box, and having to do work there, replace a cable, replace anything. I mean, the guy's going to get lit up if he's at all allergic to poison ivy. Just absolutely lit up. So how do we tell that it's poison ivy versus box elder? Well, if we look at the box elder on the right here, you're going to see that it has a stem that's going up. And then we have leaves coming out. Okay. So those leaves, they're symmetrical. They're coming off the stem at the same point. They're not alternating like this. They're like this. On top of that, this box elder in particular is a little bit more mature. And it has five leaves, five leaflets coming off of it. When they're younger, they have three. And we're going to get to a picture in the next uh, slide, I believe, that'll show that. So the stem on box elder is green. It actually, it's like a whitish filament. And if you take your finger and you brush it, it'll be really shiny green down below. And that's how you know immediately that's box elder. You have leaves coming off the same point, multiple leaflets. Um, box elder is going to have the same pattern to where their notches could fold over and land right on one another. And it's, it breaks the rules, right? Poison Ivy breaks the rules in nature in general, but comparing the two, Box Elder follows the rules and Poison Ivy does not, okay? So this is a better demonstration, I would say, to show Box Elder versus Poison Ivy. Um, Box Elder here in this instance is on the left, and we can see that those leaves are relatively the same pattern. It's kind of disfigured. And so we can see that, you know, it's still growing, but for the most part, if we study those leaves on the left, those notches are pretty much symmetrical and they'll fold right over. And again, we have this same example we had earlier about the poison ivy here. You know, those notches and lobes are different sizes, different shapes, different locations, different quantities. We have an alternating pattern on the right and we have a symmetrical pattern on the left. Poison ivy versus Virginia creeper. So... Poison ivy has three leaflets per leaf. In case you didn't know that, um, when you have multiple leaves per one leaf, they're called leaflets. And so poison ivy has three leaflets per leaf. Most people know the saying, leaves of three, let it be. Well, it's actually three leaflets, but, you know, we're simple people. So we say leaves. But three leaflets, asymmetrical. They don't follow the same pattern, which in and of itself is a pattern. It's just, you have to associate that that's a pattern. Um, woody stem, aerial roots, horsehair texture. It can be a ground cover. It can be a vine. Google slides when it trans, when it, uh, what was it? When it reformatted, my slide actually dropped all of the Virginia creeper stuff. So I apologize, but Virginia creeper is also alternating. It's also a woody stem. It's a ground cover. It's a vine. The main difference is that it's going to have symmetrical leaves and it's going to have three to five leaflets. And those leaflets, when you fold them over, those notches will line up. Another thing is that Virginia creeper, for the most part, has more of a serrated look to it. It'll have smooth leaves and then it'll start to serrate right up towards the tip where poison ivy doesn't follow that pattern at all. All right, here's some Virginia creeper. So just to give you a quick comparison on the difference. 
we can see that the Virginia creeper on the left, you can see kind of like those little tendrils that are coming out. They're kind of a curly cue. They're pretty thick. That is a major difference in comparison to the uh, horsehair-like aerial roots that poison ivy has. And again, on that picture, we see that's alternating. So those are really big key indicators to tell the difference, right? The aerial roots will tell you the difference. The leaflet number will tell you the difference. The vine texture and feel will tell you the difference, but that's something that I think would take some time to actually feel it out. The picture on the right, I wanted to show this one because it, it shows the five leaflets and then it shows the vine. And then we can see that there's three leaflets and five and three. And so it's doing this weird thing where those leaves, they haven't matured enough yet to turn into five. So I've had a lot of clients call me specifically about looking at leaves like this. And we just trace the vine back and it's Virginia creeper. But if you look at that big leaf on the, the right side of the screen, you're going to see what I'm talking about, how it's smooth coming out of the leaf, right, from its stem. It's smooth coming out, and then it starts to serrate going up to the tip. And those serrations, if you took that leaf and folded it over, they're typically going to line right up. So that's a huge indicator. It's symmetrical, five leaflets, not three. Boom. Here's another one. So this is Boston Ivy. And I told you, Boston Ivy is kind of weird. It has like this one leaf thing, and then it can go to three leaflets, and then it goes back to one. It's a strange plant. It's beautiful. when If you've ever seen it growing on super beautiful estates on brick walls and things like that, in the fall, it's just amazing to see. But it just it's, it's really strange, to be honest, how it reverts to three and goes to one. Blows my mind. But if you look at the vine on the left side, you're going to notice that it has like this almost like a grape look. It shoots out this little stem and then it has these little tendrils that come off of it, right? Nothing like what poison ivy looks like as far as its aerial roots. It's more like grapes. And those little black dots are actually suction cups. So that thing will reach out and grip on. And that's how it holds itself onto buildings and comes right up. But again, here's, here's all. This is nothing but um, Boston ivy leaves. If we look at them, they have more uh, symmetrical notches that would fold over. They follow the same pattern. Nothing like what poison ivy does. So very, very different. Does anyone have any questions? I haven't. I've been just going and going and going. We're 43 minutes into this already. Um, any questions? Anything you want me to touch base on more? Anything at all? You know, because we're pretty much at the end. So 